0: Perhaps one of the greatest reasons we don't ask God for what we want or need is because we're afraid that He won't do it. We fear that He'll say no, that He won't answer the way we ask, or that He won't even answer at all. Unanswered prayer is perhaps one of the most perplexing parts of prayer. Why would God invite us to ask Him for anything and promise that He is listening only to abandon us at the altar of our asking? A welcome to the Praying Through Podcast, Season Two, Episode Four. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors of Soul City Church. We're a local church with a global vision and a really simple mission. We want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And one of the ways that I try and help towards that end is I write books. And I wrote a book called Praying Through. It was released January of 2020, about two months before the entire world changed. And so the whole point of this season is for me to go back and actually... Reread the book to see what still holds true for me. To see after a global pandemic, a racial reckoning, my own personal struggles and losses in my life, does this still ring true? Are there parts of this that are even more uh, deeply, profoundly real and true to me? Are there parts that have shifted or changed? Or maybe there's new insights, aspects to prayer. And the whole point of the book and the whole point of this pod is. To connect you with God, to help you connect with God, to look at what might seem like obstacles to connection with God and see them as actually opportunities to connection with God. And so in each chapter of the book, in each episode of this pod, we kind of look at a place where it's easy to kind of get stuck in prayer. And today we're going to be looking at how do we pray when we need help? How do we come to God when we need something? And specifically, we need something from Him. How do we find God? How do we trust God? How do we ask God for what it is that we really need? There's a great quote by Herbert Farmer that says, if prayer is the heart of religion, then petition is the heart of prayer. Basically, what he's saying there is, If prayer is at the center of a relationship with God, then asking God for help is at the center of those prayers. That is the thing that we tend to do most. It's one of the first ways we learned how to pray, asking God for stuff. And so I thought it'd be fun for us to really dive a little bit deeper into how we ask God for help in our everyday lives, in big and in small ways. So Throughout this uh, season of the podcast, I'm actually taking excerpts from the book and reading them with you and then sharing some thoughts on that afterwards. And so this is a section from uh, chapter three of the book, When I Need Help. And this is what I wrote about the perplexing problem of prayer. Mm, Jeannie would love that. So much alliteration. The perplexing problem of prayer This is what I wrote. Perhaps one of the greatest reasons we don't ask God for what we want or need is because we're afraid that he won't do it. We fear that he'll say no, that he won't answer the way we ask, or that he won't even answer at all. Unanswered prayer is perhaps one of the most perplexing parts of prayer. Why would God invite us to ask him for anything and promise that he is listening only to abandon us at the altar of our asking? This is no small thing. And and it's a big reason why some people lose their faith. Any attempt to cover this dilemma with a Christian bumper sticker only does more harm than good. So what do we do when we come to God seeking help and help doesn't seem to come? As a pastor and follower of Jesus for many years now, I've had a front row seat to God's miracles and movements. I've prayed for friends facing a terminal diagnosis and seen complete healing. I've prayed for marriages that were all but over and seen them restored and transformed by God. I've prayed for friends facing year after soul-crushing year of infertility only to later celebrate the birth of their children. I've seen God answer impossible requests with his power and faithfulness. Too many to count. And I've experienced the other side of prayer as well. I've prayed for healings that never came. I prayed for jobs that didn't emerge. I prayed for marriages that didn't make it. I prayed for friends to find Jesus who still haven't. And while I have a lifetime of evidence of God's faithfulness, I also have a lifetime of experience with the mystery of God. I simply don't know why God does what he does or why he doesn't always do what I want him to do. And any attempt to use thin theology to spackle the holes that this lack of understanding has left in my faith does a disservice to the deeper faith and trust that God wants to grow in me. It's impossible for me to understand why God hasn't answered all of my honest and earnest prayers. And It's irresponsible for me to try and tell you why he hasn't answered yours. It is true that sometimes God uses your asking and waiting and asking and waiting to grow a deeper faith and and deeper desires in you. It is true that sometimes God answers your prayers in unexpected ways to lead you to something far greater than you even knew to ask for. It's true that sometimes there is sin between us and God, sin that, that keeps us from intimacy with God, unowned and unconfessed sin, keeps us from experiencing the full blessing of God in our lives. Perhaps this is why Jesus taught us to ask for what we need and for forgiveness in the same breath when we pray. All those things are true. And yet I still don't know why God answers some prayers and doesn't answer others in ways that we hope for or can recognize. But I do know that right after Jesus taught us how to pray, he taught us how to keep on praying. In Luke 11, verses 5 through 8, Jesus tells a story of someone banging on the door and waking up their neighbor at midnight because he had an out-of-town guest and was all out of bread. The scenario is absurd. I mean, like, who would do such a thing? I feel bad for asking our neighbor, Joan, if she can throw back any of the 93 Frisbees we've thrown into her yard. And that's in the middle of the day. I can't imagine banging on her door at midnight and expecting her to get up, come downstairs, and head outside to snag a rogue Frisbee. Jesus is making a point. When we are desperate, when we have no other options, even when we've knocked on the door of heaven for 30 minutes at midnight, We must not give up because God will respond. In one way or another, he will respond. Jesus's words tell us so. In Luke 11, verse eight, Jesus said, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. See, prayer is an unapologetic act of audacity the willingness to keep on knocking, keep on asking, keep on trusting, and keep on believing, even when you don't know what you want or in the way you want it, is in the alchemy of faith and persistence. It means having the faith to take God up on his invitation to ask him for whatever you need and the tenacity to hold him to it, to reach out, that's faith, and not let go. That's persistence. To wade in the waters of the mystery of God while standing on the very promises of God. To not lose heart and not lose hope while holding on. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep believing, even if and even after it doesn't go your way. I love that little section there because, it, you know, in this chapter, I talk about all these ways that we can come to God and ask for God, knowing the difference between things that we want and and things that we need. I think it's really important to understand when we're coming to God and asking for help. Are we asking him for things that we want or things that we need? Not that either one of those is bad or or better than the other. It's just that they're different, the things that we want and the things that we need. We don't always want what it is that we need, and we don't always need what it is that we want. And so there's lots of stuff in this chapter that I think is really helpful and really spiritually practical on how to come to God when you need help. But I wanted to share this section because I think this is really an important crossroads of faith and relationship with God. What do you do when God doesn't do what you ask him to do? Like, what, what do you do when... You're asking for help and it doesn't come or, or, or at least it doesn't come in the way that you were asking. And I think this is for a lot of people that that moment, you know, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I asked and I asked and I asked. I'm sure you could tell me a story right now. I could tell you mine. In fact, I probably will in a minute. Of all the times you prayed for something, you know, I man, I asked God for this. I asked and it, did, it didn't happen. I didn't get the job or the relationship ended or we lost my mom. And I prayed, and I think that is a sincere posture, a vulnerable posture. And I think for a lot of people, it really becomes that that moment where I ask God for help and it doesn't seem to come, or at least it doesn't come in the way I was asking. It's a place for people's faith to either blow up or grow up. I think this is one of those places where our faith either blows up or grows up. And I'm sure maybe you've had this in your own life, your experience, where you're like, you know what, great, if God's not gonna do what I've asked him to do, whether it's something I wanted or something I needed, then I'm out. I quit. The, you know, how could a good and loving God not do this for me? For a lot of people, maybe you know uh, personally or you know a story of someone who just couldn't manage the mystery of God, couldn't handle the sovereignty of God, the the ways of God that are so unlike our ways. So for a lot of people, th- this moment of asking for help and not receiving it like you asked or or were expecting is a place where their faith grows up and conversely for some people this is a place where their faith grows up it's a place where they see that there's more than just what it was they were asking for it's a place where they see that that God actually sometimes does give us what we are asking for but he also gives us so much more he he grows a deeper faith he grows a deeper dependence he helps us see maybe something we couldn't have thought of or imagined that we couldn't have even known that we could could ask for. So I, I think it's important to talk about this, of this moment where our faith can either blow up or grow up when we don't see God do what we've asked him to do, to offer the help that we're so desperately seeking. I know that as I reflect on this last year and a half, since the book came out and since the entire world changed since our lives changed there were multiple things i prayed for my gosh i mean i was okay so <laughs> so when we knew that the, the at least our city here in chicago and eventually the world was going to be shutting down you know we have a guy that goes to our church that works for the mayor's office and kind of said hey i need to let you know like this is happening you, you guys might want to think about how you want to respond to this so thankfully we were able to get ahead of it And to I I think lead our church well, but my prayer at that time was, God, would you help us get through this next month? Because in my mind, when it all happened, it was a month before Easter, and I know that maybe you know about church, you know that you know Easter and Christmas are kind of like the Super Bowls. You know, we get like two Super Bowls a year in church world, like this, they're a big deal, right? And so my prayer was, God, would you help us get through this next month? That's how I was praying. Little did I know that we would still be here, that we'd still be having to figure out how to rethink and redo church. A year and a half later, I think of um, when my dad was sick towards the end of the year, and and I I knew that his time here on earth was coming to an end. But I was just praying, God, would you would you just give me some more time? Would you just give me some more time? Would you just give me some more time with him? And I didn't get to pick the timetable of when my dad would pass on from this life here to. His life with with God in heaven. I didn't. God didn't give me, you know, the timetable that I was asking for. Uh, I, th- I think about, gosh, all the challenges in our church that we faced. I think about even our family having to make a pretty significant move from living in the city for the last decade to moving out of the city to about we're just fifteen minutes away from the church now. But but it's you know it's a shift and, and it's different. And I, I was praying. For so many things other than the thing that eventually ended up happening, you know. So I'm like, okay, God, what well, you didn't? I asked that we could stay in the city. I asked that our son would get into this high school that we really wanted him to get into. I mean, I, I not only asked God, like I did it the Chicago way, like we met with every person we could meet with to try and make it happen and make sure that you know there was a possibility, an opportunity for him, and there just wasn't. And that wasn't what I prayed for. I prayed that he would get into uh, this school, and he didn't. And so there were lots of things this last year where I had these unanswered or answered in a different way kind of prayers. My hunch is is that you do too. And I I guess the, the whole challenge of this episode and, and really of this chapter of the book is, are you willing like that story that Jesus told in Luke 11 to keep on knocking, to keep on asking, to keep on pushing, to keep on showing up? You know, the story that Jesus tells there is one of my favorite ones in the Bible because it's so weird. You know, it's... It's this neighbor who comes at midnight and is banging on the door because he needs bread and I just I'm trying to imagine like how would I respond to that in real life if that happened to to me and one of our neighbors came banging and said like, "Oh my gosh, I I need, you know, I need deep dish pizza immediately. Like, do you have anything in your house, you know, blah blah blah." I probably wouldn't be all too happy, but Jesus's point is about that line that I read there that prayer is an unapologetic act of audacity. It's that we keep showing up, even if and even after our prayers aren't answered in the way that we hope for or imagine. And I just wonder for the things in your life today whether you're asking God, would you be willing to trust him beyond the request? Yes, ask him. God says, let him know the desires of your heart. Ask him for it. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. It is right and good to ask a good and perfect parent in God for what it is that you need and even what it is that you want but the i guess the real challenge in in prayer the transformation of our faith in prayer is when we continue to keep on asking when we continue to keep on knocking when we continue to keep on pushing when we continue to keep on pursuing and we continue to keep on trusting God that even if it's not as we would want all will be well because it's in his hands I will be well because he's in control, because he's good, because he loves you, because he loves me, because he's trustworthy, because he's faithful. I can put my trust and my faith in him, even if it doesn't turn out the way that I would want. And I guess that's my encouragement to you for whatever it is that you are praying through right now. And I know it seems so big and it seems so important. I know because mine are too. And I wonder if you'd be willing, even as you're asking, you know, to just really undergird that prayer with. But I I trust you, even if it doesn't turn out like I want, even if it doesn't happen the way I'm asking. I trust you, regardless. I trust. I trust that you know what I don't know. You see what I can't see. You love me more than I could ever possibly imagine. So all will be well. I will be well, even if it's not as I am asking or wanting or praying to keep on pushing and pursuing God in that unapologetic audacity of prayer. So if you want to um, keep going in this conversation, if you want to learn a little bit more about how to ask God for help and and how to know the difference between things that I want and things that I need and what does that kind of prayer look like when I need help, uh, I'd encourage you to pick up the book. Grab the book. I Look, I, I kind of biased view here. It's pretty good. And I think it's really helpful. Like we use a phrase around here, spiritually practical. I think it's this really spiritually practical book with a, there's a prayer practice at the end of the chapter that you can read through and and actually begin to help you sort of ask God for help in a way that is rooted in trust. And, uh, if you want to keep on growing and keep on going with this podcast, then I would encourage you to subscribe to the pod. Uh, make sure that you're following along so you don't miss when we drop episodes and maybe there's someone, you know, who's in a season of asking and they're not, you know, they're, they're seeking and not seeing yet, you know, they're asking and it's not happening yet. Uh, maybe you'd want to share this with them. You can just send them like a text with a link to this episode and say, Hey, I, you know, think this might be helpful to you. That would be huge. That helps them and it helps others find and, and, uh, be a part of this conversation, if you want to connect with me, if we don't know each other yet, uh, you can do so by just following me on Instagram. It's pretty much the only platform I'm on anymore, uh, and it's at Jarrett Stevens. Also on my website, there's tons of free resources for you and next steps for you. You can learn more about the book. You can actually download a kind of reflection guide, or if you want to use it in the context of a small group, I think this is The book was written to be kind of talked about in in group settings and discussion settings. And there's a free kind of small group guide. So maybe that's something you want to take a small group or your small group through if you're in one. You can download it for free at my website at JarrettStevens.com. You should be able to find all those links in the show notes. I don't even know where show notes are, but I'm just going to trust that the right people will put them in the right place. So like every episode, I wanna close out with a prayer for you. Wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, this is a prayer that comes from the end of this chapter of the book. I'd love to pray it over you right now. I'll close my eyes, you don't have to. Hard to drive while your eyes are closed, hard to fold laundry with your eyes closed. So let me do that part and let me just pray this over you. Good and giving God, you ask me to ask. You invite me to invite you into every want and need that I may have. Help me to do just that. This prayer is my asking you to help me ask you for what I want and need in prayer. Give me greater desires in my heart. Help me to see your faithfulness and to settle into your mystery. Bring to mind the names of others that I may love them more purposefully in prayer. Help me to see that you are always here and that you always hear. I need you more than I could ever know, and you love me more than I could ever know. Help me to get better at accepting both, because you are good. Amen. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode of the Praying Through podcast. Can't wait to dive deeper with you in the next episode. Take care.